0: God bless you
1: as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Father on your hearts and let us pray. Father we're grateful to you this morning. And we commit ourselves into your hands. Trusting that as we do so. You will touch us. You will bless us. You'll glorify yourself in our lives and you will do us a world of good. And This morning, we pray in the name of Jesus, asking that your word will bring light, understanding, illumination, direction, instruction, comfort, and strength into our lives. I pray for everyone that we will all be mightily blessed today. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you and you may be seated. Turn your Bible with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're reading from verse number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, reading from verse 1. We're reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. It says, Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it. It is feeding back, please. It is feeding back. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the results of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. And then verse number 5. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. Tell somebody sitting by you, my qualification comes from God. Tell another person the same thing. My qualification comes from God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the church in Corinth, (inaudible) makes a very important statement. (inaudible) He said to the church (inaudible) that our qualification is not of men. And our qualification is not of ourselves. But our qualification comes from God. And what he was explaining to them, that this work of the ministry that we are involved in, And this service that we are rendering to God and every effort we are putting in to serve God, it is actually God who has qualified us to do it. It is not of ourselves. It is of God. It is God who has qualified us. Now, last week I started sharing with you a message that I titled Qualified. And what I'm sharing with you today is the second part of this message. What does it mean to be qualified? I I explained to you that When we say you are qualified, it means that you have what it takes. It means that you have been fitted or made competent for something. To be qualified means you have the authority. You have the license. And you have the power to function or operate. Why? Because you have fulfilled certain required conditions. And I give you this illustration that before you can qualify to be called a professional teacher, you have to go to a teacher training college or institution, and it takes usually between three and four years. Samuel, am I right? No. All right, it's three years, four years now. Wow, thank you for the correction. So now it takes four years. And it's a professional teacher. Who is explaining to me that's how long it takes? So it's four years of hard training. You are taking through so many things. They teach you people handling skills. How to treat the children, how to handle them. And so many things. So that when you come out, you be a good teacher. Because there are good teachers and there are lousy teachers. But technically speaking, once you finish the training, and you come out and you passed all your exams. Do you also write licensial exams? Right. So you write licensial exams. When you finish and they give you a certificate, I a certificate. that certificate is what qualifies you to teach in any institution. I mean, the, the where you were trained for. Because if you've not been trained to teach in a university, you cannot teach in a university. so it appears. So, your certificate indicates that you have qualified. It shows that you have the license, the authority, and even the power to function or operate. When you see a policeman standing in the middle of the road and he does this. You may be an articulator. Hopefully, your brakes work. If it works, once you see that policeman, especially those who wear the white, he may be here <laughs> very short. But when he does this, you have no option. But you have to stop. Because he has authority and power to be able to stop any vehicle on the road. Well, in our country, sometimes they don't stop. and this is one of the things that show that there's a lot of lawlessness in our nation but who born dog that in other countries and in other jurisdictions a policeman has done this and you say you won't stop the other day he was driving along the road and I saw that the policeman had stopped the vehicle in front of me. Police, in the and the guy didn't stop. Then he stopped me. And I stopped. And I asked him. Papa, police. That guy that you stopped, he didn't stop. He said, "Eh, don't mind him." I I am one. I shouldn't mind him. <laughs> Can I explained to him that you have authority and power to stop that guy. So once he hasn't stopped, he has insulted your and office, he's and he's showing that you are nothing. Are you just going to take it like? That? He said, "And." Um, These people, they have bad spirits following them. And as you you go chasing them, before you realize they've killed somebody, or they've killed themselves, and then the whole thing will turn into something else. (laughs) I shook my head. And I continued with my journey. But I understand what he's saying. I'm just explaining to you, my friends. That when you are qualified, one of the meanings of it is that you have the license, you have the authority or the power to function or operate. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in relation to the work of God, in relation to serving God. There are many believers who do not really avail themselves for God to use. Why is it so? There are many Christians and there are many believers who never avail themselves for God to use. They are saved all right. They are born again all right. The Holy Spirit is upon them Mm -hmm. all right. -hmm. But they never make themselves available for God to use. Mm -hmm. And they never get involved in the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is it like that? Mm -hmm. Why does it happen this week? I can attempt to give you many reasons why. But today, only one reason is of special interest. To and that reason why many Christians and many believers do not do the work of God is because they don't feel qualified. They don't feel qualified. Hollyfied. They battle with feelings of self doubt. With feelings of unworthiness. With feelings of insecurity. Their minds are fixated on their mistakes. They are failures. They are limitations. Their shortcomings. And all of that, and they become convinced that there is no way God can do some great things through them. I am announcing to you today. That that mindset (inaudible) is a very evil one. And it's a very wrong one. (inaudible) And it's a very serious mistake (inaudible) to entertain in your (inaudible) life. That because you have weaknesses because you have limitations because you have failures (laughs) there is no way God can use somebody like you and there is no way great works can come out of you your destiny is to do great works to the glory of the Lord you didn't hear me so I'll say it again (inaudible) that as part of your destiny God's expectation for you is that you will do great works. Look at John chapter 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you King James version, John 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father he said he that believeth on me how many believe on Jesus how many believe in him so you can see that when he talks about he that believeth on and me, he is talking about Christians. The person who believes is called a believer. And so he's talking about believers. He's talking about born again people. And he said, The works that I do such people born again people believers Christians the works that I do they will do also notice that he didn't say they may do he didn't say they may do he didn't say that all things being equal they may do but he uses a very strong word and says they shall do it means that it is in imperative on them to do it. It means that it is an expectation that they will do it. And he doesn't just leave it there. He, he said, "Greater works than these shall he do." So the International Central Gospel Church have an annual conference they call Greater Works Conference. I see I meeting Greater Works. I think they had one a few. Uh, Uh, days ago and they've been holding it for years and I suspect that it is based on this scripture where Jesus said verily verily he didn't say it once. He said it twice. Verily, verily. And whenever Jesus says something and he starts it off with that word verily, verily. It means that it is something that is very profound. And it is something that you should take careful notice of. And he says verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do maybe you are saying that greater works what works can I do me God is expecting me to do some works maybe you are saying in your head that hey God your expectations are very wild well done you are expecting me to do great works me what works can I do look if you are even involved in winning one soul or you help to establish one soul just one stone single one just one soul in the sight of God it is a great way what are you saying I will show you look at Luke chapter 15 I'm sharing with you a message titled qualified and this is part 2 of the message And I'm explaining to you that many Christians don't do much for God. One reason being that they don't feel qualified. But God wants us to do great works. And one of the great works you can do is to become a vessel that he will use to win souls unto himself. And And even one soul is a great work in the sight of God. Luke 15, verse 8 to 10. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin now notice what Jesus also said at the tail end of this verse he he said in the same way verse 10 there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents one so what this scripture is explaining (inaudible) that when even one person gives his life to Christ (inaudible) there is great rejoicing in heaven (inaudible) over one soul (inaudible) yes (inaudible) it's almost as if the bible is telling us that when one person gets saved there is a big party in heaven it is because the angels see it as a great work great work just one soul in the sight of heaven according to heaven standards one soul being won to Christ is a great work worthy of rejoicing over And I'm saying to you that if all you do as a Christian even throughout your entire Christian life is to win just one soul it counts in heaven as a great way and this is something that is not beyond all of us and so I need you to believe that there are great works that God wants you to and the reason why we don't do these great works It's because we don't feel qualified. We feel we don't have what it takes. We feel that there are problems with us that is why I'm sharing this message with you I am believing that this message will sink deeply into your spirit and will stir up something in you and will agitate and disturb something in the inside of you that if God has saved me to do great ways I need to rise up and do those great ways I must not disappoint God I must not disappoint (inaudible) heaven. I can do this great (inaudible) way. And I need you to understand (inaudible) that it is God who is going to pick you and is going to qualify you (inaudible) and use you (inaudible) (inaudible) to do great ways. If only you will avail yourself. (inaudible) Hallelujah. Amen. Because if you run through God's dealings with mankind Time and again you will see That he calls ordinary people Ordinary An ordinary person is like you And is like me Ordinary people Ordinary people who struggle to pay their bills. Ordinary people who struggle sometimes to do what is right. Ordinary people who make mistakes. Ordinary people who behave very badly sometimes. God specializes in picking these ordinary people then when he picks them, he qualifies them. And then when he qualifies them, he begins to use them to do great things. Things that become a em- em- marvel to those who are looking but on. But how can these great things be coming out of these ordinary people? But ladies and gentlemen, it is not of him that will it. Neither is it of him. That right but it is of God we show it hallelujah. Amen. And last week I made you write down two important statements that God specializes in using unqualified people. God specializes in using unqualified people. And the second thing, God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies the call. God doesn't call the qualified, He rather qualifies the call. You may ask that, Pastor, what are you saying again? Can you prove what you are saying to me? yes I can prove it and to you and the best place to pick my proof from it's from the word of God so I'm going to show you examples of people people whom God called and then he qualified them and then he used them now let me start off with a gentleman called Moses Let's talk a bit about Moses. Moses was a Hebrew born in Egypt. And this was during the time when the people of Israel were in bondage and in captivity in the land of Egypt. They ended up there as a result of Joseph. There was a period on the face of the earth when there was a great famine. And Egypt was the only place where there was a lot of food. And so people traveled from other nations to go and live in Egypt. Or to go and buy food from there. And that is how the people of Israel ended up there. But it was according to a grand plan that God had for his people. Moses was born there. During those years when they were in Egypt, he ended up growing in the house of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he became known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter and he was brought up as the prince of Egypt but he grew up knowing that he was not an Egyptian he was an Hebrew and he always used to gravitate towards the Hebrews one day he went to town And a fight broke out between an Egyptian and an Hebrew. Two men. And they were fighting. After the fight, Moses followed the Egyptian. He looked to the left and he looked to the right. Like when you are going to buy paint, don't look left. Don't look right. Go straight. For uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moses, Moses he looked left he looked right there was nobody looking or so he thought and I'm sure he picked a big stick and whacked the neck of the Egyptian he killed him instantly he was bored with him that I'm sure that when he fought with his brother, the Hebrew, he really beat him and it pained Moses. So he tailed the guy, caught him, killed him, and then buried him in the sand. The following day, he went to town again. And this time, a fight broke out between two Hebrews and he realized that one of them was wrong and he said to the one that was wrong why are you doing what you are doing you are wrong and the guy said hey papa papa." papa." that means chop your house matter he said, why? Who has made you a prince and a judge over us? Are you going to kill him? me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? And Moses became frightened Moses t- that the thing that I thought nobody knew about. Everybody knows about I will be it. Enemy. So he ran away. No, I didn't care He ended up in the wilderness and he became a shepherd there, taking care of Jethro, a certain priest who had daughters. And one of his daughters, you know, got married to Moses. And Moses ended up taking care of Jethro's sheep. He was brought up as a prince, but he ended up as an ordinary shepherd hidden in the wilderness. At the time he fled Egypt, he was 40 years old. And he spent 40 years taking care of sheep. 40 years. 40 years, and for those 40 years, he lived a life of a fugitive because he had murdered somebody, he was a murderer, and he's run away. And you say, What have you done before that God cannot use you? I'm asking you a question. He killed somebody in cold blood. That's Moses. Moses no no. Now, watch what God is going to do with you. Exodus chapter 3, verse 9 to 12. New living translation. New living translation. Now, Moses takes the sheep to the wilderness to feed and then he sees a very remarkable sight. He saw a bush that was ablaze but it was not burning. It was not consumed. And you must understand that in the wilderness it is very dry. So when fire falls on something in the wilderness, it should burn within a few minutes. But this tree was burning but it was not getting burnt. And he said, I've never seen anything like that before. He draws close and then a voice speaks to him. He said, Mosey! Mosey! Moses." He said, "Here am I." He said, "Remove your sandals, because where you are standing is holy ground." And, and then this is, and it was the voice of God. God spoke to him from the midst of the burning bush, and he says to him, "Look." The cry of the people of Israel has reached me. And I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Anywhere you find people not treating you well, I'm announcing to you that God has seen. Amen. If people are abusing you, I'm maltreating you I'm misusing you and I'm seeking to harm you and to destroy you or to wipe you out may I announce to you today that God has seen it and very soon God will speak on your behalf And very soon God will move on your behalf. Amen. And God will begin to turn the situation round. Shall I receive it? I receive it. Then this is what God says to him. He says, Now go. For I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You, Moses, must lead my people Israel out of Egypt in other words I'm going to do a fantastic work just with say you. and the bible says but Moses protested to God he said who am I who am I? Moses said who am I Moses said who am I to appear before Pharaoh, who am I to lead the people of Israel out of what Egypt? What was Moses saying to God? I don't qualify. I am a fugitive. I am a murderer. There is a price on my head. I have just been hidden on the backside of the desert for 40 years. I am not a young man. Who am I that you want to use me to go and deliver your people? Or you are not aware of the kind of person that I am? that there is actually a prize on my head. That if I arrive in Egypt today, there will be an uproar. They have pasted my picture all over the city. And they have labeled it wanted, dead or alive. And, and, And they are looking for me. And you say you want to use somebody like me. He said, who am I? Who Then God answered. I will be with you. the only qualification that you need is that God is with you. That's the only qualification that you need. here. Those are the only credentials that you need that God is with you. Because if you have God with you, you have everything. You may have issues, you may have problems, you may have limitations, you may have failures, you may have shortcomings. But when God is with you, all these things. Away into S- insignificance. I'm telling you something. Catch up on a day. All that God told him was that Moses don't worry about so it. because I will be if with you that is what will qualify you to, to do the work that I'm going to use to you do. and he said and this is your sign that I'm the one who has sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt you will worship God at this very so mountain but still Moses was not convinced look at verse 10 of Exodus chapter 4 I am showing you somebody who felt he did not qualify yet God identified him God located him God called him God qualified <inaudible> him and God used him <inaudible> that he actually becomes a type of the great deliverer, Jesus himself. <inaudible> and Moses and his ministry symbolized the ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when his time came. <inaudible> so in verse 10 of Exodus 4, the Bible says, but Moses pleaded with God that means he begged God not me not me I don't qualify I don't have what it takes I am not a good person I have too many struggles it's not easy for me in life go and look for somebody better he said oh Lord so now he's looking for everything that will disqualify him so he says to God oh Lord I'm not very good with words I never have been and I'm not now even though you are speaking to me before you spoke to me I was not good with words after After you finish speaking to me I am still not good with words God forget it forget it you have made a mistake you have located the wrong person you are chewing wrong meat forget about it Then the Lord asked Moses. Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now... Go. You see what God was explaining to him that I am the God who causes the things that be not to appear. I am the one who puts the world together. You, the one who is complaining that you can't talk, it seems you have forgotten who you are talking that to. That I'm the one who made you. At the very beginning, I took the dust of a I took the dust of a tear, then I formed. Man from it. You know the mini Nipper. We found him on meaning Nipper.
0: I found him a mini. And
1: then I breathed and into him. Home and quah home you go. And then that dust that I and it's seemed now or then say you know. It shook itself no. And then it came alive. I'm the one who did that. And when I formed him, me I gave him a mouth. I gave him ears. I gave him eyes. I did it. And I the one who did it, I'm the one who is speaking to you. And you have the audacity to tell me that you can't talk. He said, Stop that rough day. He said, Now go. And then again he says to him, I will be with you as you speak. In other words, I will qualify you. Five, mm-hmm. That I would instruct you in so what to say. Look, Moses really tried to discourage God. <laughs> he tried, though, for for almost two chapters. chapters, don't know of of Exodus. Exodus, He was arguing with God. Even after God has said this to him, he said, "God, I beg you, lie. It, it don't work. It don't work. And at the point, God became angry with him. I one He said, 'Messi, we on, go. I've called your 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 brother. Aaron, he will go with you.' Moses really tried to convince God that lead me out of your plans. But he finally yielded and he surrendered. And I'm sure he said to God, "If you can use anything, you can use." If you can use anything. You can use anything. And oh God really used him. At one point God testified about and him. there is nobody like him. Nobody like him. That is why when Miriam. <laughs> and Aaron. When they rose up against Moses. God said, "Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! You have dared to rise up against this guy." He said, "Who born dog?" He said, "When I decide to speak to people, to normal people, I speak to them through visions and dreams." this guy Moses I appear to him and I speak to him as a man will speak to his friend and
0: you
1: have dared to question his calling because sometimes people will look at you and will tell you that you don't have what it takes to be doing what you are doing they will look at you and write you off oh, no, no. My, 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 my. and say you say, we know where you've come from we I'm know from. your background oh, we know your history, oh, oh, history. Oh, we know your oh, family oh, 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 we know oh, your oh, limitations oh, we know you oh, didn't pass your oh, oh, exams yeah, oh, we oh, oh, know that oh, you have struggled to keep a regular job we know that you are not married we know that your marriage didn't work every business you tried to do it didn't work and you say out oh, God told Miriam and Aaron uh, um, what they saying? Aaron, Aaron. how dare you so, and then the bible says God moved away immediately Miriam developed leprosy sometimes that, this is what pastors used to confuse church members <laughs> don't speak against the anointing yeah touch not my anointed and do my prophets no no harm. harm. It is true. But anointed is anybody God decides to use. (laughs) Including you.
0: Including
1: you. you. Because what makes you the anointed is the presence of God with you. The grace of God upon you. The favor of God upon you. You are anointed. What? Is, I'm telling you. You are anointed. Yes. You are anointed. My time is up. Because there are seven different people I wanted to talk about. But talking about Moses is enough for you. But please get what I'm saying to you. That God doesn't call qualified people yeah, preach it brother preach it preach it god doesn't call qualified people but he qualifies the people that he calls that means you just <laughs> say and you and a wo and you and a wo and you and <laughs> a and you and <laughs> a as you are pointing at one another, you are right. It is God who will qualify you. Oh yes, I know that the issues say uh, you have plenty. So how they will be I know. I know. Who doesn't have issues? One anyhow. You know, I know that. We pastors and men of God always try to present ourselves as angels in human they form. They don't have any issues, they, need help. Yeah. they don't have any problems. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. No matter how powerful a man of God is, he's still a man. He's still a man. We say things to make it look like we don't have any issues. It's not true. that One day, a senior man of God was talking to another pastor who had run into some problems. And he said to him, that these problems that you have, they are not compatible with ministry. (laughs) (laughs) They They are not compatible with ministry. In
0: other words,
1: Your problems are too big. (laughs) There's no way God can work with somebody like you. But you see, the mistake that the senior pastor is making (laughs) is that by this statement that he made, (laughs) he is suggesting (laughs) that there are some problems (laughs) that are compatible with ministry. (laughs) And there are some other problems. that are not compatible with ministry. The truth of the matter is all problems do not make you compatible for ministry. But in spite of those problems and in spite of those weaknesses and in spite of those, spite of those limitations God decides that I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have And I will use whoever I, I, I want to use. And I don't need your Permission and and your your endorsement to use whoever I want to use because it is God who justifies. So, who would bring a charge against the elect? He says, It is I, God, who justifies. I am the judge. I know how to sort my people out but how dare you say that somebody cannot be used by me because in your mind you don't have any issues and you don't realize that your pride your arrogance your hypocrisy are appalling things to me but even though I see those things with you I still have been merciful to you and I still use you that now you can sit in a chair of judgment <laughs> and judge somebody else and say that this person she doesn't have a Edu- oh, good education. Oh, doesn't speak good English. His English is easy. Go easy. Come. That's the kind of English that is. is he didn't pass his exams he doesn't have any certificate from anywhere there's nothing that he's trying to do he well to me that has worked I he's struggling right. to yeah. do well in this life but I am the one yeah. so who has called him I mean, and once I've called I him my friend. and my presence is with him, I, I have qualified him and once I have qualified him as he avails himself to me, him, I will use him for my glory and for my honor, and honor so that at the end of the day he himself will say all the glory must be to the Lord only he Wedding of the praise Let no man on earth receive glory. Tell God, tell, him. tell God. Saba, Saba, Tell him, Lord, if you can use anything,
0: I believe it now, I believe it,
1: you
0: can use
1: me, I'm not running away anymore, I'm yielding myself, anything
0: you want to do with me, go
1: ahead and do it, I know
0: it, I have issues,
1: I have weaknesses, I have problems, I know God, I no, yes,
0: please, you speak for
1: your best, Lord. Use me for your love. your You are here today. Oh, but you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. But this morning, you need to take this very important step for your life to surrender your heart to Jesus, to give your heart to him, and to receive him
0: as Lord and Savior.
1: Somebody invited you to church today but it's because God is looking for you because he has plans of making your life beautiful he has plans of qualifying you so that he can use you as every head is bowed and every eye closed you want to say pastor please pray with me pray for me maybe you are watching me online and you want to say pastor pray with me I want to give my heart to Jesus and I want to surrender my life to you. As every head is bowed. And every eye closed. If you want to receive Jesus if as Lord Jesus. Lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. I see your heart. I see it. Lift it up very clearly. Lift it up. Don't worry about your friend or whatever. Lift sure that hand up you. God bless you. I God bless you for lifting your hands. If you've lifted your hands, I want you to do one more thing. Please walk from where you are and come to me on the frontier. If you've lifted your hands, don't worry about anybody. Come. Come Come. Come right now. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come. Oh, keep clapping for them. Keep clapping for them as they come. you Jesus. My blessed saviour. I surrender all to you. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. God bless you my friends. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. I'm going to say the words. And I want you to repeat them after me. And if you're watching. And you want to give your heart to Jesus. Please pray along with us. And in fact let all of us join in this prayer. Say with me heavenly Father. Today. I come to you. Just as I am. Oh God. Oh God please forgive me for all my sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus from today I give you my heart I give you my life I receive you as my Lord and my Savior please use me for your glory Make my life beautiful. Make my life glorious. From today, I am yours. And you are mine. I will save you for the rest of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Today, the fourteenth of August. The fourteenth of August, twenty twenty-two. Twenty twenty-two. I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.